Marquis podcast, and I'm so excited today to bring you another interview with one of our favorite hall stars. We are talking with Viv Leacock today, and I'm Rachel, and Viv, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Rachel, thanks for having me on the podcast, and hello, everybody. Yeah, this is so much fun, and what we like to do with our guests is we like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us what inspired you to become an actor. Oh, okay. Um, yes, well, as Rachel said earlier, um, my name is Viv Leacock, and I play Fincher on uh, the Haley Dean Mysteries. Um, what inspired me to become an actor? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, I, my first love is actually stand-up comedy. Oh. Yes, and, and I grew up watching... Eddie Murphy's, uh, Red Foxes, the Richard Pryors, you know, Bill Cosby's. I grew up watching a lot of really prominent uh, stand-up comedians, and and anything that was on television, any actor that was on television comedically, was always something that caught my eye, like the Carol Burnett show. So I'll say, I always want to say again, rest in peace, Tim Conway. Yeah. Just again, one of the best. One of the best that's ever done it. And I just really enjoyed making people laugh. That was, that was fun. And it wasn't because I, was, I had a terrible childhood or I secretly I was in a dark place. None of that. It was just, I just really enjoy making people laugh. I just think it's like, you know, they say laughter is the best medicine. I honestly believe that that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but my older brother, my older brother Richard, he – he got into acting and he kept coming to me and saying, you should be an actor. You should be an actor. And I kept saying, no, I don't want to be an actor. I want to, I want to be instead of a comedian. Mm-hmm. And he was the, he was really the person that really believed that I could do it and I should do it. And he it kept, he kept coming back to me trying to get me to go to acting class with him. And I, I just didn't want, I didn't want to do it. And, um, uh, and then I, I actually was performing in my high school talent show. I was singing. I used to sing when I was younger. and I still sing, but, mm-hmm. and, but uh, one of the judges was a, an agent in town. Um, he, has his own, you know, he had his own agency. And he approached me after the show, and he's like, you have a lot of natural charisma and a lot of stage presence. I think you should be an actor. So I hear another person is telling me that I should be an actor. And I kept saying, no, I want to be a stand-up comedian. And he was like, well, I think you should audition for this show and I want to represent you. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> this is how acting came to find me. I was like, okay, no problem. So the very first audition I ever had, I landed a part on the show. The very first time I walked in, I had never acted before. And I went in audition for the show got a part which lasted about a year I filmed on this show for about a year but I didn't know (laughs) I didn't know how to act I didn't know very much about the the process of acting Mm -hmm. I just knew how to mimic because as a as someone who was comedic I I could mimic people I can copy people a lot so that's all I did (laughs) so and so I had this really long weird journey to get back to get back to acting. I actually walked away after about a year of acting on this show and I didn't act for seven or eight years. 
Mm. I, I, I did everything. I worked with special needs kids. I built office furniture. I drove delivery trucks. I, I did a bunch of stuff. I, 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 I did mechanics, uh, whatever, whatever it was just to keep moving. But I found that nothing, nothing made me as happy. And I, and I worked as a stand-up comedian at, at the same time. Um, but, but I, I actually did kind of miss something was missing and I didn't know what it was. And then finally my brother saying to me, please just come to acting class, come check it out. I finally was like, all right, fine. And I went and I went, and this is after seven or eight years being away from acting. Uh I went to one of the acting classes that he was going to and uh, a good man named Mark Brandon High, who actually does a lot of the Hallmark uh, shows in town. Mark um, was my brother's acting coach, and Mark really helped me understand the process of acting. I was very resistant to it before because I didn't want anybody. I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. I didn't want anybody trying to change what I do. And he. He didn't try to change that. He just was, he was informing me about all the kind of natural things that I do and all the natural ways that I act. And it led me to understand how, how I should do it a little bit better and how I could do it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it all kind of clicked. It just, it just came back around full circle. And a, a good, another good man named uh, Jeff Seymour who was an acting coach from Los Angeles, he, he, said, he said one thing to me, and I don't know, and I can't explain to any other, I can't explain to anybody else why what he said did something for me, but it did. All he said was this. I asked him after one of the, he gave a workshop. He came to town and he was doing a workshop for a lot of actors. And I said to him, as I was leaving the workshop, it was a three-day workshop, and I was feeling a little frustrated with what I did. I didn't really like what I did. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jeff, what, 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 do I, what do I need to do? I feel like I need to do something. And he just said, what do you need to do, man? You, you got it all. You got everything. And I have no idea why, Rachel. I don't know why those words changed <laughs> what I did and how I did it. But it did. I, essentially, what I know now from being an acting coach as well and and working with actors over the years is that he just told me that I was enough. Yeah. He got me to see that I didn't need to be Eddie Murphy. I didn't need to be Richard Pryor and everybody else and all these people. I was always a mimic, but I was never myself. Mm -hmm. And he got me to see that I didn't need to act. I just needed to react, just be myself and react and take my life experiences and throw them into the circumstances and it all clicked and I've never looked back. That's amazing. <laughs> There's so many amazing things about that story. <laughs> because even those people that you admired, the reason mm-hmm. why they are great is because they were themselves. Exactly. They were very vulnerable on stage. Yes. And that's what makes it funny. Yes. <laughs> Because they were being themselves, they weren't trying to be anybody else. It was, yeah. it was, it was an interesting thing, in that uh, Eddie Murphy, early on in his career, before anybody really saw him, he used to mimic Richard Pryor yeah. when he was very, very young, and it, 
as much as it was a tribute to him, it didn't work for Eddie Murphy. He had to be himself. And I got the, I got the honor of working alongside Eddie Murphy on a movie called I Spy mm. um, back in 2001. And the greatest thing about this, landing this part was the fact that he had to approve my part. He had to approve my, my audition. I got the part because he thought I was funny. And you're talking like this is a guy I've idolized since I was eight years old. So, yeah. so for him to tell me I was funny, well, yeah. nobody can tell me I'm not funny. That's basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was the end, the end result of having worked with Eddie and um, that whole experience. And it really solidified for me that what I was doing and what I should do, it was working because it got me alongside, you know, my idol. That's really cool. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> made me think of on this, on the first season of uh, the marvelous Mrs. Meisel. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that at all? But, but anyway, uh, her husband wants to become a stand-up uh, comedian, but mm-hmm. he won't write his own jokes. And she's just like, what's wrong with you? Why are yeah. you? And she, he just does the jokes. He does the Bob Hope jokes instead. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like, I know those will work, and she's like, "What?" But it's not you, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, that doesn't. That's not how. And the thing too is, is if you, if you walk through life, kind of, you know, pretending to be somebody you're not, everyone's gonna see that. That's what your worst fear is. Yeah, everyone's gonna know because that's what everybody's worst fear is: the fear of being found out to be a fraud. Everybody's afraid of that. And so if you're just authentically just yourself, then it, it, you're not, that's a, that's one less stress you can take off the table. You just don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, everybody you know? can spot a poser. Everybody it, can. Especially everybody can. Stand up. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like we all have this, it's an interesting thing because a lot of people that I meet, they'll say, Oh, I can never act. I can never act. Oh, I can never do that. And I tell them, like, you act every day. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I said, well, let's take this. Let's give, I'll give you an example. Let's say, for instance, you run into somebody, you know, that nosy neighbor or that nosy friend or someone that's always in your business. And I'm like, and then you have to kind of convince, and let's just say you're having a bad day, but you know this person is going to kind of ask a bunch of questions and maybe get into your stuff and you don't want to divulge anything. I'm like, you do your best job of acting like everything's fine. You do your best job. That person cannot see through whatever the smokescreen you are putting up. We act all the time. We do this. It's like, (laughs) there's a really funny comedian named Sebastian Maniscalco. And he talked about, he paid a certain amount for a television. But he didn't want to give his dad the price that he paid for the television. Even though he makes a lot of money, his, he knew his dad would disapprove. So he gave him the dad price, <laughs> which is what we all do. We all make adjustments and we act. We're like, oh, yeah, I got this for – it was only cost $300. What? A 65-inch flat screen? Yep, yeah, yeah, it's only 300 bucks. Only 300 bucks, Dad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I got a great deal. I got a great deal. <laughs> We do that. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. we do that. We do that. So everybody is capable of acting. Yeah. That's uh that's my little my that little That is really cool. Gem. Well, and your brother <laughs> sounds like the best person ever. I I have the best older brother than anybody could ever ask for. And and 
and and younger sister than anybody could ever ask for and, and yeah. so i don't get killed when she <laughs> <laughs> uh, um i yeah i grew up with with an amazing older brother and an amazing younger sister and, and my people might get kind of competitive like don't hone in on my turf this is my no, thing this is my no. acting you know so for him to not only be supportive but to act actively encourage that that's yeah actually, that's kind of unusual that's really cool no he's he's I cannot I can never say enough about my my brother and uh he he has always been in my corner like the one person and and and, and you know fairness to my my younger sister she's younger so she wasn't always there to like you know look out for me uh but she is now but my older brother he always looked out for me always 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 made sure that i was treated fairly he's always you know told me about the about my best qualities and he's told me about my worst qualities he's the guy who's who really early on was telling me a lot of things that yeah. an older brother is supposed to tell him you know and yeah. and uh yeah i i i thank i'm really thankful for him and my sister, I always got someone in yeah. my sister, but like, but like I said, this bro- brotherly situation is one that can really go south. It's easy yeah. for it to go sideways, um, but I'm lucky, very lucky. That's really cool. That's mm-hmm. really neat. So I, my, my first love is animation, actually even more than Hallmark. And so mm. whenever I see someone that has a bunch of voice credits on <laughs> yeah. their IMDb, I definitely have to ask what what is your process for coming up with a voice and how is that experience doing voice work versus live action work? You know, I, I, I joke like I joke all the time and say that I basically give people donkey from Shrek. That's basically (laughs) what I do when I walk in for any audition, every audition. I'm like, I'm looking down Shrek. I just, all I do is just throw that out there. And if they like that, if they if they want Eddie Murphy at a, at a bargain basement price, then they then they, they hire <laughs> they basically hire me. Yeah. Um. Uh. That's yeah. I I. It's interesting with voice. My daughter is actually really good at voice work, uh, and consequently, she actually she has there's two cartoons that she's working on. <laughs> and so, and so my daughter has the true talent to pursue voice acting i am lucked i have lucked out and been i don't know i I, the right the right person in the right moment Uh that so my so all the credits that i have there are they the guys that i've played they sound like me they they they've been close to my rhythm close to my you know my pitch close to my tone uh, and it's and it's worked out in that respect. Where I've had to change my voice, I I never feel as confident where I where I go far away from the way I I actually sound, uh-huh. and and it doesn't seem to work out that much. <laughs> Whereas again, my daughter can walk in and like pretend to be anything, and and is really amazing at it. Um, and uh, I have to. There's things that I feel confident doing when I'm mimicking someone. Uh huh. But I don't know if I'd walk into a booth and like put that down because I, you know, I, I do British accents and Spanish accents, Italian accents. I do a bunch of stuff as like jokingly. Uh-huh. <laughs> but again, if they were like, okay, we're going to record that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I might, I might be like, no, nah, this is stick to donkey from Shrek. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, it's it's because it, it's a talent. That is a talent. That is a a major talent in itself. Because I've been fortunate enough to be on a bunch of different series, animated series, and the actors that are around me. Oh my man, they are. They've got five or six voices on the ready in case they're like, oh, don't use that one. Use this one. Oh, don't use that voice. Use this voice. I have Donkey from Shrek. (laughs) That is what I have. I can give you that all day long. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. that's my animated. That's That's really cool. Hey, (laughs) it's good to be self-aware and know know where where your spot is. (laughs) Yeah, it's working. It's working. I give them what works. Which is basically staying close to my, to stay close to Viv. That's, that's what works. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) And that's cool that your daughter's getting involved in that. How fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool to see. And it's, um, yeah, I watch her do her thing and I was blown away because I, I try not to, I don't want to get in the way of what she's doing. Yeah. Because I don't want her to try to like, please me and do it the way dad said. So I just, I just, I just get her to look at the material the same way I look at scripts, which is you have to understand every single thing you're saying and you have to understand every single thing you're hearing because that is the only way you can truthfully respond and react. That is it. That's it. It's like, if you started speaking German to me right now, I, you would lose me. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to follow. I'd be listening for inflections and sounds and something that I could recognize and that's the same thing that happens when actors don't do their, their work and they don't understand and know everything about who they're talking to and what they're hearing. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't truthfully respond as an actor if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It doesn't work. Right. So, so the, yeah. uh, Kelly, so that leads into like Kelly and I, when we're <laughs> a lot of times when we're breaking down, the, the, the exposition of the scene where we talk about who the killers are. <laughs> you, can, you guys would laugh if you watched us perform those scenes <laughs> because there's so many names that we've said throughout the, you know, the, each movie that the names all get. They're just, there's so many names that you start to they get jumbled in your head. You're like, who's this person again? Oh, that's the neighbor. Okay, the neighbor. Okay. Okay, that's the neighbor, and this is the ex-husband, and this is the real estate agent, and this is the taxi driver, and we have so many names so that when we are saying this exposition, all we are doing is making sure we know exactly who we're talking about because you guys will know if we don't know. Yeah. You'll know right away. Well, and they also usually give them really kind of slightly over-the-top names. Oh, like, my gosh. Like Anastasia <laughs> Andronicus or something like that. Yes. Like, Who's named that? Yes. Yes. It's like, why would you give us that name to say? <laughs> like Kelly Kelly in, the, in the, the most recent movie that just aired, she had to say the name of a, of a medicine called Dijoxin. Yeah. <laughs> and the way it's spelled, it's not spelled. The way it's not it's frenetically, that's not the way it doesn't look that way. It looks like yeah. di, digi, digi oxen. That's what it looks like. So every, all of us said it wrong a thousand times before, before we were told, no, no, it's the Jackson. Like, oh, 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 the Jackson. But again, you have to look up things. You have to make sure you know what you're saying and saying it properly and know what you're talking about, or else you just sound like an idiot. So, so yeah, Kelly always gets the hard job of saying 
all the names a thousand times, all the names of the medicine and all the legal jargon and all of it. Uh-huh. Fincher just gets to talk about burritos. I'm so happy. <laughs> awesome. We'll definitely talk more about that. But I'm curious. So you had had roles in bigger uh, feature films mm-hmm. like uh, 2012, mm-hmm. Hot Time Machine, I Spy, things <laughs> yeah. like that, The Mechanic. So, and I'm just curious what the difference is between working on the smaller working on television working on smaller roles i mean mean, working on smaller films versus working on one of these big films yeah so the blockbuster films like 2012 Mm -hmm. uh, 2012 was it was it was interesting there were so many people on that set and some of the some of the biggest sets i've ever seen with green screens up the whole wall, like a hundred feet up in the air, there's a green screen. And then a hundred feet to my right and a hundred feet to my left is a green screen because all the destruction in that movie, it's all CGI. It's just, mm-hmm. just incredible what they can do. But what happens on the big blockbuster films is that you could spend two weeks doing one scene. And you're saying the same lines over and over and over all day long from one scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas in television, you you can easily shoot eight eight pages, nine pages a day, which could contain, you know, nine, ten different scenes. So you could mm-hmm. you can you can easily do that. Whereas you that would never happen on a major motion picture ever 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 you you are we we move at a much slower clip like for instance i spy took that took four and a half months to shoot like an like an hour and a half long movie <laughs> yeah. you know and we do the same we do the same thing with Haley dean mysteries and it takes 15 days to shoot yeah. that yeah that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get to, you know, I'll say, I'll say like, I think a lot of times the blockbuster films that we watch where, you know, if, if we, if we come away from watching a blockbuster and we're like, Oh man, that could have been better where, and then we watch an independent film and we're like, that was amazing. Or like a Haley Dean episode. And like, that was so good. The, the, what I find is that when you're under the gun, when you have to do a lot in a short period of time, you become efficient and you, yeah. you do it well. Whereas if someone gives you six months to do something, eh, you, you might, it might not be your best effort the whole time. I'm not to say that anybody's slacking off on these movies, but what happens is it's easy to get people for people to get complacent. Like, Oh, we have time. We have time to do it. And so it, you just don't get that hurry up. You don't get that, you don't get people looking at all the details when they should. Whereas we have no choice when we shoot, you know, in 15 days, you have to do it. Everything has to get done. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. And it must help to have somebody like Kelly, who's just so seasoned in television work. Completely. I look to her <laughs> a lot as far as like, we do, you know, behind the scenes interviews, we do, behind the scenes like photo shoots and, mm-hmm. so, and i just look at kelly i just look at her i'm like <laughs> I'm like see <laughs> kelly has taught me how to it's called smize you mm-hmm. smile with your eyes that's all from kelly kelly <laughs> that's all from kelly all of it nice. like just she's a pro 
She knows how to interview. She knows how to do the ads, the spots, the photos, mm-hmm. whatever you ask of her, she can do it. And so I'm like, I'm just going to copy you, girl. Yeah. So. <laughs> Probably not, not, not a bad plan. No, good plan. <laughs> um, so you were on Psych for some episodes. What was that mm-hmm. like? So fun. Um, the, the, the guys on, on the show are <laughs> they're two of the funniest two of the funniest guys you could you could hope to work with and uh just um there's an executive producer on the show named mel damsky and i got on the show because um i was the reader for the auditions that all the actors that came in to audition for the show uh read with so i was the guy that everybody uh got a chance to kind of you know run the lines with and Mel was really cool um, in that he he told me after he says you're very you're a very funny guy and I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you in this show somehow I'm gonna get you on this show somewhere and so Mel Mel was the person who was instrumental in uh, in, in getting me on Psych and James and Dulé uh, just. <laughs> the two of the nicest leads uh-huh. and guys you could ever you could ever see and a lot of what Kelly and I do on on Haley Dean and you know the rest of our cast Matt and Lucia and, and when Nancy comes and, and you know and, and has fun and stuff like that a lot of it a lot of it I, I saw on on Psych Psych really was uh, a good example of a TV show where everybody has a tremendous amount of respect for each other and uh, I mean, the t- t- testament to that is that now they're they're doing the movies. They're doing yeah. psych movies, and they 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 <laughs> they just finished filming one um, in town um, recently, and it was really good to catch up with. And I ended up Dule uh, is a good friend of of uh, a couple of friends of mine, so I run to Dule a lot. Uh-huh. And um, and James uh, Roday and I did. A, he he's a star of another show called A Million Little Pieces. Oh right, and uh, or a million little things. I can't remember. <laughs> and <laughs> a little, little, a million little pieces. And uh, I ended up doing an episode, a guest star on that, and it was cool to hang out with James again. Oh, that is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mel Damsky. He has done a bunch of Hallmark movies, so mm-hmm. I know him. Yeah, I know Mel really well. Mel and and Mel's Mel's a very good man. He's a he uh, he yeah he really looked out for me, and it was that's cool. My daughter was born literally around the time that psych was being cast the pilot was being cast and she was born and i got we received a bouquet of flowers and a card from the whole cast uh and i was i had literally just been a reader for a few days Uh this is this is how this is how sweet everybody was on that show they 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 all were such such nice people it's it's so cool to like to still know them and still yeah. connect with them that's great mm-hmm. uh, so your first role for hallmark was uh in a small role in cedar cove yes yes that was uh, i can't remember what year that was but um, but yeah that was a very small part i just played a i played a a, a restaurant owner i can't remember his name but uh yeah there was a very small little one off um but again you know come to set and everybody was really sweet uh all the actors were really kind and yeah it was a, a very easy process 
So then you were in one of the Science Field Delivered episodes, and mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, it's the one where Carol Burnett is first introduced. Is that correct? No? I don't know, actually. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I, I, well, you probably know more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what was, was that a f- fun thing to be a part of Science Hill Delivered? Yeah, very, very much so. I, I, again, the cast, I knew uh, there was a couple of casts uh, from Science Hill Delivered that were, that were f- are from Vancouver. So we went, you know, we go way back. So doing that show, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's always fun to see, you know, your peers working and doing well. And um, yeah, my friend Crystal Lowe, um, she she was one of the leads on that show and it's really cool to see you know someone that i consider such a great actor in town yeah you know get a chance to do her own her own thing her own show it was really cool. i will forever love chris low because when uh it's a long story but when when uh, i was interviewing her uh we got kind of interrupted and i mm-hmm. ended up turning off the the recording but and I forgot to turn it back on. And so we did like the whole half of the interview without it recording. And then I realized, wow. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so mortified. I was so embarrassed. And she was so nice. Oh, yeah. The whole thing over again. Oh, yeah. Crystal, Crystal's a sweetheart. She, she is like one of my favorite people. <laughs> she was so nice and so understanding. She is. And I was, I was in opportunity her. And she was the one like calming me down and making me feel better because I felt so bad. So. Oh yeah, no, that's that's that sounds exactly like Crystal. And uh, yeah, she's she's um she's out in Los Angeles now and uh, and doing a lot of a lot of things with directing. She's um she's making the move to the director's chair, so it's oh, very cool. exciting. That's yeah, cool. it's a really exciting time. So yeah. you'll probably see her. You'll probably see her. You know, see her name directing something to do with hallmark i'm sure well you were in one of the most popular hallmark christmas movies with a christmas detour <laughs> that's right <laughs> yes I, I get to i get to like be in all these amazing hallmark projects and <laughs> and you know and it's always this thing where i kind of get the i get the, the the easier jobs i come in i get to be funny I pop in, I pop out, and that's really what it was with me and Hallmark for the first, you know, the first, the first while. I just would come in, I'd say some funny lines, and I get to go away. And you know, everybody else has to do the heavy lifting. I just get to enjoy the perks of a you know a show that's well put together. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, and so and you did an Aurora Tea Garden and a Murder She Baked before doing mm-hmm. Haley Dean, I believe. I did. I so did. Was that I, kind of helpful to have kind of gone through those? Um yeah, I mean the the what you what you run into when you do a Hallmark show is like I said, just really nice people. You know, yeah. everybody's so kind and uh and you know the leads the leads are they're just always they hire the right the right people. The leads on these shows are people that are Everybody's humble. Everybody's, you know, very happy to come to work and do the job, and uh, it's always a uh, it's always a, a, a pleasurable experience. So uh, it was it was cool in that, uh, you know, I got to work with uh, uh, 
on Aurora Tea Garden, I worked with Terry Ingram, who mm-hmm. who direct who's directed. He directed the first couple of Haley Deans and and of course the Aurora Tea Garden. And it was it was cool because I had just worked with Terry on Aurora Tea Garden when Haley Dean came up, and he was the director of yeah. that movie. So we we had just worked together, and uh, I'll tell you a little story about about how I got the part as Fincher. Yeah. That's a there's a little there's a little <laughs> little little a little story. So this is this goes back to what I said earlier about you have to know what you're talking about. Um so so in the first movie there's a there's a scene in the movie where where Haley and Fincher are looking through if Fincher's board a metal detector because Haley suspects that that something that's important to the case is lost in this field under a bridge and she needs the metal detector to 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 find it so so fincher is helping her and he he doesn't like he doesn't like snakes so kind of like indiana jones he does not like snakes doesn't do snakes very well mm-hmm. so so there's a line in the movie there's a line in the script that i saw for my audition where he says oh is that a walk? Is that a water moccasin? And it says that Fincher recoils when he sees what he thinks is a water moccasin. Okay, so <laughs> here now I come into audition for Fincher. We get to the scene where he's supposed to say, "Is that a water moccasin?" The casting director at the time for the Haley Dean movies was, was a cool lady named Tiffany Mac. Mm-hmm. So, so Tiffany. And Terry are in the room, and Tiffany says, "So, uh, you know that a water moccasin is." And I said, "A snake." And she said, "Yeah." And Terry says, "You're the only actor that's known that." Everybody else that came in didn't know that that was a snake. And I and he said, "One guy thought it was a shoe." <laughs> and, and I was like, "Hang on, what?" I'm like, "Are you trying to tell me?" <laughs> that nobody knew that was a snake. You're like Google people. <laughs> Google. <laughs> I, but I, again, this is what goes. What, what what I go back to is my point was: How do you say it convincingly if you don't know what it is? Right. Yeah. I I don't know how you act in a situation where you don't know that what you're running from is a snake. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you think it's a shoe, well, well, thank you for helping me get the part. so so i literally got the part because i was the only person that knew what a snake was what kind of snake it was that we were talking about that's funny (laughs) uh, nine movies is that correct yeah yeah that's amazing so it pays to google man i'm telling you (laughs) (laughs) well what is your favorite part about playing fincher what do you like about oh my favorite part about playing fincher Honestly, um, a couple of movies ago, I found out that – well, three movies ago, I found out that Fincher was actually based on a real person. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know. So Fincher is actually, is actually based on a good man named Ernest who is who was Nancy Grace's actual investigator when she was a prosecutor. So he's a real guy, and I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. And so Nancy told me this three movies ago. 
And I, I was blown away because I was like, oh, man, I would have loved to have talked to him to, like, you know, get some earnestisms into my Fincherisms, you know, and just to, to kind of pay respects to the man. Because um, I, I kind of put this character together. That was, he's really kind of comes from my brain. Um, but, but yeah, I was like, oh, I would so love to know what he thinks. And two movies ago, um, there's the, 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 the movie Death on Duty. So uh-huh. the, the one that aired a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, when I read that script is when I was, when I was told that, that Fincher was a Marine. Mm. And that made me really proud because I have a tremendous amount of respect for anyone in the armed forces. I think, I, I think that level of sacrifice and potential sacrifice, you know, cause not everybody gets deployed. Um, but I, I have no words. I, I just, I, I, I have just nothing but respect for anybody in the, in the armed forces. And so to know that Fincher um, is a Marine, I was, I was very proud. I'm very, very proud to portray uh, someone you know in the Marines that who's you know who's who's left that life but is still trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, but my my favorite my my favorite uh, my favorite thing about playing Fincher is working with Kelly. That's mm-hmm. that is by far the best thing. She she like you said she's just like she's just she knows how to do all this so well. And is just such a, such a nice person, and such a professional, um, and just you know she's got my back. She she's she looks out for me in real life, and it's 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 really cool. And um, yeah, well, we have you know. Yeah, it seems like they've really expanded the character from where mm-hmm. it was just sort of part of the team. Maybe it's another, and now it's like practically a co lead. Like you're there on all the posters. Like that must be exciting. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's a, uh, it, 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 yeah, again, Kelly, you know, Kelly really, she keeps her ear to the ground and she sees what the fans like, you know, and, and she always has suggestions as to which way the movie should go, which direction everything should go in. And it, this is another thing that I, I really like about Hallmark. Hallmark really listens, they really listen to their fans. They really, they really react to what the fan base is asking for so i i'm i'm honored you know that any fan any fan base or any of the fans would would want to see more more fincher and uh uh i because i love playing the guy i think I, I think i just think he's a good soul you know what i mean like that's yeah. that's the thing i like about i love about fincher he's just a good he's a good guy he's always trying to do, <laughs> to do the right thing and uh i think he represents a lot of us you know he keeps he keeps it simple though I think that's the thing that I, I like the best about playing the guy. He just really keeps it simple. There's not, I said, I jokingly said to <laughs> Kelly and I were talking about mother's day and just the, the, just the, the, the dynamic of what the schedule was for that day. Cause she has two kids and I have three kids and, and, and you know, and we have, there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. So I said to her, I said, jokingly, I said, I don't think that either Haley or Fincher could deal with our actual lives in real life. I said they both would have, they both would rather solve a murder than to deal with our, our actual schedules and actual life. And she, she was killing herself laughing because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they keep it, they keep it simple. Uh, you yeah. know, 
Haley keeps it simple and Fincher keeps it simple. That is definitely a thing. But yeah, I, I love working with our cast, Matt McCall, um, Lucia Walters. Um, is it and, fun to all of a sudden to have a little bit of romance with yeah. Fincher? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I, it's not, that's not something that's come up a lot in my career. So um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to explore that. And um, we had a, we had a, we've, we've had, we've actually had to have two Megans uh-huh. because uh, our, our, our amazing actress, um, Alvina August, she, she actually landed a part on another show and it just, it just didn't work out scheduling wise that uh-huh. she could do so that she could do both. And so um, an amazing, amazing actor, uh, Caitlin Stryker has come in to kind of fill, fill the role as, as play Megan. And, um, what's, I'll give you a little, a little fun fact, Clayton Morell, the actor that plays Clayton Morell, uh-huh. Brad, Bradley Stryker is Caitlin's husband. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can say this now, um, cause I'm going to. Uh, so, so our two killers, one from the the, the episode that just aired, uh-huh. and the one from uh, the one Death on Duty, uh-huh. they're married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep it yes. in the family. And we do. We keep it. We keep it in the family. We keep it in the family. Um, really funny. So, yeah. are you a? Would you describe yourself as a foodie, kind of like Fincher? You know, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm like Fincher in that I do keep it simple. It's I'm, I'm like the easiest person to please uh, food wise. I, I do have a particular palate uh-huh. like Fincher, <laughs> but I'm very easily, if you give me a good burrito, good pizza, good burger, I'm happy. You, yeah. you, you, you can't miss with any of those things. I, I'm fortunate in that my wife is an amazing cook. And, and so she, she's constantly coming up with different things to, for us to try out and different places for us to go. I, I wouldn't have done any of those things. I, I, again, you could give me a good burger and I'm happy, you know? Um, and yeah, I, I, my wife has expanded my, my, my palate for sure. <laughs> so you wouldn't go hunting down the best burrito. Like, like you would just find one and you're fine. <laughs> I, no, I'm. You know what? I might. I might go hunt down the best burrito. That's for sure. It's like I. I do do that thing because of the particular palate. You can give me a burger, but I'm gonna be happy with the burger that somebody is. You know, I'm gonna be happy with the twenty dollar burger. Uh, I'm gonna be happier with a twenty dollar burger. I. I will. I know I will be because it's someone has taken and put so much love into it. Than the two dollar burger, I can tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll eat them both. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> there's no, there's no worry. I'll definitely eat them both. But yeah, I know I'm gonna enjoy the other one a little bit more. I'm kind of like that with pizza and ice cream. Like I mm-hmm. like the fancy stuff, sure, but mm-hmm. it's just this convenience store. I, I, it's pretty. I got no problem. Yeah, I got no problem with it. I got no problem. You, yeah, you can give me gourmet ice cream, or I can have a fudgicle. I am, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally. It's it's yeah, all right. good. There's nothing wrong with it because. Yeah. Because I again, I've kept it simple in my life. There's a lot of things that I still really love from the time that I was a kid. There's, it just, I just, you know, I, like for instance, I don't drink wine. Uh-huh. I, I actually don't drink alcohol at all. But I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't drink wine. 
and <laughs> everyone that knows me is like, that's because your palate's not very sophisticated. That's why, that's why you don't drink wine. Cause I've taken a sip of wine and I was like, Oh my God, this tastes like dirt and wood. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that was my reaction to wine. I'm like, this stuff is terrible, but people love wine. like Kelly loves wine. And I just laugh all the time. I'm like, it's dirt and wood. I can't, I can't I get into it. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol either. But the See? Sips that I've had in my life. I was not a fan. No, <laughs> not, no it's like, not good. It's an acquired taste. It's a, it is. It's an acquired taste. And you know what acquired taste means to me? It means you didn't like it when you tried it. So why would you go back? Yeah, that's right. That's true. I don't get it. There's no burger that I'm currently eating that I didn't like the first time I had it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't do that. This pizza is terrible. I'll come back here tomorrow and get the same. No. <laughs> it's very true <laughs> yeah i keep it we keep it simple we keep it simple yeah. well we we've really been enjoying the Haley dean and and so we like to end our interviews what we call the team b questions they're just our, our kind of silly questions mm-hmm. and so here we go the first okay is what is the best ice cream flavor speaking of ice cream oh the best ice cream flavor that I like is white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> that sounds really good. It's really good. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Uh, probably gray or blue. Okay, good. But I wear a lot of black. I wear black all the time. Okay. But I wear that for strategic reasons because it never goes out of style. So, <laughs> hey, it, it, you know, it's like the, the uh, you know, women have the little black dress. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. right. It's nice and uh, slimming. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, what music are you into right now? Um, what am I into right now? Always like old school um, Motown. Um, it's always on the playlist. Um, R and B, uh, love jazz, uh, hip hop. Um, I I there was a uh, there was a rapper that passed away recently named uh, Nipsey Hussle, and um, I, I really started looking into a. I I knew of Nipsey Hussle like for the last like ten years, but yeah, um, yeah, c- closer to around the time that he passed away. Uh, I really was, well, I was looking at, at the things that he was trying to do to make uh, his his neighborhood and the surrounding areas better. And so, yeah, I've been looking at a lot and then reading a lot of the lyrics that he that he was saying about his community and situations. And yeah, I'm, I, I've I've really kind of uh, I've really kind of started looking into a lot of what he was saying. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good he's a good man. I know he's I know he came from you know, hard surroundings and hard, hard past, but he really turned things around. And I, I, I admire when people do that. Yeah, for sure. So mm. what is your go-to date night food <laughs> going out? Go-to date night food. Uh, my, my wife loves uh, Thai food, um, Malaysian food. Uh-huh. That, that, that's works. My wife's Filipino. So anything oh, okay. that's like, anything that's like in that, kind of realm she'll be happy with um does she eat blue 
Oh, uh, balut, you mean? Because that's a little, little thing, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's called, yeah, it's pronounced balut. No, oh. she doesn't, she does not eat that. No, <laughs> thank, thankfully. <laughs> do you guys, I, do, do your listeners know what balut is? I, I don't know. It's a, it's a fermented, fertilized duck egg. It's like, yeah, it's like the embryo. Yeah. Uh, It's, yeah, it's like the worst thing. I'm like, see, to me, I I understand how certain foods were foods. If you go back 400 years where you just didn't have an option, there wasn't, you know, a refrigerator. I get it why you needed to have that. It's like I understand why, you know, people needed to eat haggis at a certain point. But you don't need to do that now. (laughs) You know, unless this the show called Fear Factor, you should not be eating balut or haggis or any of these foods that should have been outlawed as far as I'm concerned. I agree. <laughs> I, I kind of feel the same way sometimes about camping. It's like Yeah. Why? We have a houses. We have a we have a house. Yeah, I don't yeah. I'm, so yeah, I don't I don't camp. I don't know if Fincher <laughs> camps, but I Viv doesn't camp because well, I, I have a home. <laughs> That's right. I, I paid good money for this house. Why am I going to go sleep on the ground? I'm yeah. not going to do that. We're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what is your go-to date night activity? Go-to date. Uh, it's, it's, it's usually dinner and, and, uh, and drive, drive. We'll go, my wife and I'll go for a drive because we have to get back to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they yeah, babysitters and stuff. Yeah, we it's it's my wife and I have been together for almost twenty seven years. Uh, and congratulations. And uh thank you. And uh, I we 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 actually met when we were thirteen. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh so it's 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 just easy. It's real easy with my wife and I. We just we're like we're like partners, this That's this lady and I. Good. Mm-hmm. All right, dogs or cats? uh dogs okay beaches or mountains beaches yes that's mine <laughs> yeah uh, would you rather eat suit and tie or sweats huh you like dressing up or? <laughs> I, I do like dressing up i mean as you can t- actually uh, another fun fact all uh, the wardrobe that fincher has that's my stuff that's my oh, clothes. really <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> that's me <laughs> You look slick then. That's good. Okay. What is your favorite holiday to celebrate? Favorite holiday? Christmas. Yeah. It's tough to beat. It's, it is, it is tough to beat. It's just, uh, yeah. When, 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 when the spirit hits you, man, and, and everybody's feeling good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough to beat that. Sometimes Hallmark, I think they get people, the actors maybe could get a little Christmas burnout by. <laughs> but yeah, by the time you. Yeah, when you start <laughs> filming in July, it's really easy to get burnt out. But I, <laughs> but I get it. I get it, man. It really is like, it's the it's. I think it's the one holiday that people can really. Uh, I don't know. They they're aware that they they should kind of drop the stress and come together they're aware especially when you have kids Mm -hmm. this is the best oh man yeah you get to watch the kids like be so it's the best it is the best as a single lady i it's not as fun (laughs) Mm. it's so fun because i cover hallmark so it's it's like (laughs) but uh, but when uh you know it's, it's quite the thing to have a podcast for covering 40 Christmas movies. Oh my but, gosh! <laughs> it's just so exciting. You it is. 
It is. Yeah. When, when, when my wife and I love to surprise the kids, man. And just like, you know, we, 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 my wife and I grew up a very, in a very similar fashion in that there wasn't always money for the things that we wanted. Uh, most times there wasn't money for the things that we wanted. Uh, you know, it's different with our kids and that we can provide things a little bit more than our parents could for us, but we, we still like to kind of, we still like to kind of set them up a little bit and like, Oh, we couldn't get it, man. Sorry. We couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> we, couldn't we couldn't make it happen. It was not possible. And then we get it for them yeah. and then they flip out. And it's, <laughs> it's, have you ever seen on Jimmy Kimmel? He has those it, like kids uh, unwrap kids reacting badly. Oh yes, things. yes. And, you know, they open a present <laughs> with nothing in it, or yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. These kids, my kids are too savvy for that. I couldn't, I couldn't wrap something with nothing in it. They would, yeah. they would know. So, last question, and you can say one mm-hmm. of your own, no judgment. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Hallmark movie? Favorite Hallmark movie? Yeah, it's definitely. You know what? I'll I'll say this. I'll say that it was the very first Haley Dean because uh-huh. that's that's the one that set off everything and set off the other you know the other eight that we did. Um, and uh, yeah, it it set in motion you know this platform where I could meet all these amazing you know these amazing directors that we've had Michael Robeson and Alan Harmon and Terry Ingram and uh, all of the different people in the hair and makeup department and just like you know the DOPs and just amazing people. So yeah, I'll say that. Well, that's great. A, that's a very good answer. So you did it. You passed the test. <laughs> you keep making Hallmark movies. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so uh, how can people find you on social media, online, all that fun stuff? Yeah, my uh, Twitter handle and my Instagram handle are the same thing. It's just at Vivlycock. I keep it simple, man. Great. It's <laughs> like picture. <laughs> Well, I will have that down in the description section for people to check that out and make sure you guys are following the podcast, Homework Peace Pod, all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. If you can leave your ratings and reviews on iTunes, we really appreciate it. And if you can give us a thumbs up if you're listening on YouTube, we really appreciate that too. So thanks so much. This was really fun. I had a great time talking with you. Thank you, Rachel. You're great, man. And and yeah, it's a lot of fun talking to you. We're going to do it again, I hope. Yes, definitely. Let's do it again. And uh, tell Kelly we want to talk to her. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll get on it right now. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, yes, we'll definitely talk again soon. And uh, thanks for making the for making Fincher a great part. Really <laughs> well, fun. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your words and everything. And thanks, guys, for for listening and watching. And uh, let me know what you guys thought of the movie last night. Yeah, we will. We'll definitely. All right. And uh, thanks again. And we will, uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Bye. Thank you. See you later.